Welcome to a special episode of our Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand series brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity. For more information on the Rainmaker Multiplier process and a list of all podcasts in this series, visit ClarityToProsperity.com. Thank you very much and good morning, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Coffee Break. Uh, I am very excited about today's topic. I say that every time, but I, I actually am this time. So it's not just, uh, you know, sales fluff. Uh, uh, the reason I'm excited is, is there was some big news that dropped this week. Many of you probably heard it. Some of you may have gotten phone calls from, from me or, or Kirsten or Eric. Um, and that is that Allianz is launching a premium plus event on their ABC product, the Allianz Benefit Control product, effective next Tuesday. Uh, that will be a limited time event running from the 31st of January right now through April 3rd. And that directly ties into our topic of conversation today. Uh, so a little bit of serendipity, I feel like, Greg, with with just, uh, you know, the timing of everything. So um, what we're going to do is I'm going to turn it over here to, to Greg Hammer. Many of you obviously know Greg Hammer, founder, president, CEO. Is that all your titles of, of Hammer Financial Group? Um, Hammer Financial Group had an amazing year last year. What did you finish at, Greg? Over 60 million is what I heard. Is that, is that accurate? 79 million. 79 million in new assets last year. Incredible. Just, just absolutely incredible. And I know one of the, the conversations we were talking yesterday, one of the things that, that you use, and I, I, you know, one of the things I would discuss with new advisors, especially is, is how important words are, you know, how important words are in, in terms of talking to prospects and the, the words you use and the terminology you use matters. And Hammer, I know you use a phrase that I, you know, I hadn't heard anyone else say that I, I just loved instantly as soon as I heard it. And that was the concept of promise-based income. I have that right, right? Promise-based income. So what I'm going to do is turn over to Greg. He's going to talk about how he positions promise-based income, income, please butcher that one, promise-based income to his clients and prospects, how that improves the predictability of outcomes and then, Greg, how do you ultimately model this and, and show it to your prospects and clients uh, through through the software program you use and just how you kind of explain it? So uh, I know we, we're, we're going to probably run right to the edge of our time here. I want to give you as much time as possible. So, uh, Greg, take it away. Thank you, Caleb. I appreciate all the kind words. And it is going to be kind of a jam-packed because normally – you know, this happens throughout the design and deliver process, even into the discover. So I'm going to kind of get to the crux of it as quickly as I can. But one of the, the things that we always make a point of talking with our, our potential clients as they come in, um, I just kind of explain where most of their mind state is. I, I'll tell them, look, generally people come into my office and the biggest challenge that they have is they come in paralyzed. And what we mean by that is they're afraid to spend money. And they're typically afraid to spend money because they don't have answers to all the what if questions, right? So what if this happens? What if that happens? How do I address the certain things that are going to occur? And generally what we see is they, because of that paralysis, they're, they're not going to spend money in what we refer to as the go-go years. And then when they realize they have enough money to spend, they're in the no-go years. And, and they end up you know, passing that money on as an inheritance. So one of our core focuses is to create confidence. And that confidence is around um, giving them the, the empowerment to enjoy retirement and spend money. So um, we use uh, Retirement Next Generation. Um, it's just a software, whether you're using eMoney, Money Program, whatever it is. I mean, this is just the one we utilize. 
because it really uh, breaks down and focuses on a lot of the, the value of the planning aspect, not only from a conversion standpoint, but um, really from where we talk about, you know, how to create a more predictable outcome. The reliability of income basically identifies what portion of their distribution plan is based on promise-based income versus risk-based. Promise-based is things like Social Security, pensions. Risk-based is I'm drawing from investments where performance is a direct uh, component of what the result will going to be. So when we talk about promise-based income, I am a big floor methodology uh, planner. You know, you have the yield, bridge, and floor. I'm a big fan of buying income and replacing in the bonds. So I won't have a lot of time in there because I do want to leave a little Q&A, but as we present, a client comes in, and one of the things that the software does is it gives kind of like the Monte Carlo simulation, right? All the data in, all their information, it gives them this target. Here's your target, right? If you lived to age 90 or whatever age we had them in there, that's where you end up. You know, so my job as a planner is to not talk about performance. It's to talk about how can we move the bar, right? How can we move the target? But more importantly, you know, when you come in, as I'm sitting across the table from you, we don't know what's going to happen. So this is that, you know, linear type target, which doesn't really talk to us about sequence of return risk. So if we look at market performance, one of the easiest years to look at for a stress test was the year 2000, the last decade, right? It was statistically the worst possible time you could ever pick to retire. So now I just told you your predictable outcome is 2.2 million. But then I'm also going to tell you that it could be 1.3 million based on when the volatility occurs in the market. And if we look at another scenario and say, okay, what if we retire when the sequence was good? You know, we have this 1995.com era, you know, we're up to 7.5 million. So here's the challenge, right? As I sit across my client and I talk about them, you know, we're throwing this number out here for you. But yet we're also telling you you have this huge variance. There's this there's, there's huge gap in terms of where the outcome. Who could be as low as 1.3, as high as 7.5? So the obvious question is, well, Greg, which one is it? So my job and my role, as I tell them, is we're going to give recommendations, and we broke it down to just a couple of simple ones here for the sake of tonight, to where we can move that bar and create a more predictable outcome, ultimately to give you the confidence to spend your money and enjoy retirement. And so when we look at this, this program allows us to steal just bond weight. So this person, David here, had an IRA with 100% bonds. That's all it was. And I believe, if I remember correctly, it was about $440,000 worth of bonds in his portfolio. So we talked about the challenge of that variance. The reason you're seeing this huge variance is, lies right here. Your average reliability of income is only about 50%. So your variance is so big because 50% of that outcome is dependent on market performance. So what if we could find a way to not only move the bar, right, shrink, move the target up, but also shrink the variance to create a more predictable outcome. So we go back to the base plan. We say, okay, here's our bar, right? Here's the, here's the target, $2.3 million, so if we go ahead and replace the bonds by buying income, and we are big advocates of the ABC right now when we're purchasing income, we're not looking to accumulate, we're simply leveraging to buy income. When we buy that income and we change 
the bonds back to equities, right? Because we don't want to steal equity weight. We just want to steal the bond weight. What that allows us to do is pull in a move the bar by $658,000. So what we did is we moved from the $2.3 million to 2.994. But what this also does is it changes our reliability, our promise-based income to 78%. So what that translates to is a more predictable outcome. So when we look at the same variance and we start that same stress test, we're at 2,000. All of a sudden, we've moved that low number from 1.3 to 1.8. So we've increased your low end by moving and reducing the sequence risk in the bucket plan philosophy to a higher low. And by only removing the bond weight, which is one of the biggest things we always see as a hurdle is like, well, we don't want to give up the growth opportunity, right? We're going to lose money by getting too conservative in an annuity. Well, not if you steal bond weight. So prior, we had the 7.55 million. If we're not stealing the equity weight because we shifted it over here, we actually have a better outcome in a good sequence. So all we're doing in this situation by creating a, a more promise-based income, and we, we say, you know, 50%, you know, I tell people I'm a very, very boring planner. I like things to turn out the way I am going to show you. And the only way I can do that is to shrink the variance and create a more predictable outcome. And how I do that is promise-based income. It eliminates sequence risk. It allows us to leverage bonds to create more value than they will over our lifetime if we live. And it takes a lot of longevity off. And I'll throw this in there. I'm not going to spend too much time on the conversions. But then as part of that bucket plan philosophy, now this software also takes into account taxes. You see a lot of things here. It takes into account taxes, Medicare premiums, and things of that nature. But then we'll add conversions to the later buckets where our growth will be. And when we do the conversions, we're creating even a higher bar. You know, so we've pr produced their high at a three million better, but shrunk the variance because we're at 78% rel reliability. And when we look at, you guys see, I don't stare much. It's usually all my other advisors. I'm usually just talking up in front of the room. But when we go to the slow sequence, through the couple simple steps of planning, we haven't talked about performance once in this conversation with the client, but through a couple of simple planning steps, positioning assets for purposes, it sound familiar, guys, i.e. bucket plan, what we do is we bring you up to a spot of 1.9 million that you were on a linear without a stress test, you're almost bringing it up to the 2.36 million. Going back, but that's just kind of the, the crux of the conversation. So when I talk to people about the power, right, of promise-based income, what I'm trying to really instill in them is the ability to say, yes, I can spend money. Yes, I can enjoy my retirement and do the things when I feel I can. And in the planning process, as you engage with us, those are the things that will drive our thinking. What are, the, what are those what-if questions that you need answered so that you can begin to spend and that's the, you know, the kind of high level of the conversation that we have with clients, but we're going directly right from the onset. I can almost guarantee you, and my advisors are on the phone. I, I don't hardly ever see a head shake. No, but when I ask 
or tell the story when they sit in on the discovery or the, it's usually part of the design process when I step in. I say, hey, one of the biggest challenges we find when folks like you come in our office is you're battling paralysis. And they look at me like you're afraid to spend money because you don't have answers to all the things that are your concerns, the what ifs as we call them, to be able to say, hey, I can't enjoy this money because I won't need it later. And by increasing the promise-based income, guess what happens? How, how often will you spend your social security monthly? Every month, right? Why? Because you're gonna get it again next month. So if we increase that thinking with promise-based income where we know every month this check's gonna come regardless, what it also does, and I should have shown you, is it creates a lot of more discretionary assets. This graph up here is one of my favorite, this discretionary liquid assets, right? That is, if your assets are liquid, doesn't mean you can spend them if you need them for your plan. Well, by doing the recommendations, look what we do to the discretionary liquid assets. And what that translates to is we have now freed up some of your assets to do one of several things. One, to go ahead and address some of your other goals, concerns, and priorities that we identified in discovery. Two, which is generally what I tell people, I said, look, I don't expect you to retire with 3.2 million unless you're really interested in legacy, right? So why should we wait till you pass away for your kids and grandkids to reap the benefits of everything you worked so hard? We just now made some of these assets discretionary. Why don't we talk about some of the things you want to do with your kids and grandkids while you're living and create a legacy? They love that, you guys. And they can do that because we've increased this reliability and this adjusts for whatever inflation you want to such a high level that they're no longer dependent on these assets. So these assets can begin to address other things. I said, or at the very least, let's talk about what you're spending so that you can spend more and do the different things that you want to do. So I, I just ripped off a ton of stuff, right? And you guys know I get excited when I talk a lot. But at the end of the day, I just wanted to kind of get through it in the 10, 12, 15 minutes I did because I really wanted to have the opportunity to open it to conversation and you know maybe interject or answer any questions that folks might have. Built on the foundation of the award-winning bucket plan process, Clarity to Prosperity's proven processes, training, and coaching can help you increase your revenue. If you are a growth-minded, independent financial advisor, you qualify for a free copy of the Bucket Plan book. Go to claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer to get your free book today. That's claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer. Hey, Hammer, real quick, since obviously with the Premium Plus event starting next Tuesday, is there, can you just speak very briefly as to why you feel the ABC is the best choice right now for, for this promise-based income? Yeah, I mean, it's the, so with the ABC, you can actually choose to leverage towards income. So we can forego the cash accumulation. You could take an option. I forget what it's called. Accel accelerated. The accelerated. Uh, accelerated benefit, right? Where your multiplier is two and a half times for the income base. So that two and a half time multiplier, even on a short deferral, maybe it's two, three, four years, you're substantially increasing that income account, which drives the income. And we always look at joint incomes. We never propose a single income. And now with this additional bonus, it's just, you know, it's like an automatic jump. 
for these individuals. And then while they're in the distribution phase, it's a one and a half multiplier for income. So if you make three, your income's going up by four and a half. So I'm a big proponent of telling, hey, F FIAs are designed to make three or 4%. If we do better, awesome. But when we can add a multiplier to the value add for income, which is what I'm doing, because the simple part of it is, if you show them an illustration from an ABC and, and have them understand that that income stream would never be produced by the $440,000 of bonds that you have in that core bond account, right? We're just choosing to dedicate. You know, we're, uh, I always talk about purposing assets. What's the purpose of our soon bucket, right? Is to eliminate the gap. Now, if I'm not going to change your risk tolerance by what I did, there's a reason you have $400,000 of quote unquote bond or fixed income. Why don't we just leverage it to do more for you? And that's what we illustrate and say, we'll keep the same equity weight. We don't want to lose the growth. And by doing that two-step process, right? Buy, purchase the income, but then eliminate the bond weight in the portfolio. So if somebody's 60, 40 in a portfolio, let's say, and they have 400,000 bonds, 600,000 as a million dollar, we're going to place a $300,000 FIA. I'm going to change that allocation once I put the, the annuity in play to like an 80-20. So I don't want to lose that growth opportunity. Then to further it, when I convert 300 of the 600 that's left, I'm going to carry all the equity weight in the Roth because it's a later bucket position. So as you're going through this process, this planning process, and you're beginning to illustrate for the client why you're doing the things you're doing, in this entire conversation, we'll continue to, to speak to them about the fact that I have not talked about performance. Not in any of these things. My job, my role is a planner, right? How can I create a better outcome? Absolutely, we'll address the wealth management. But can we agree market drives a lot of performance, right? The value add for us is we're going to create a plan that's going to shrink in variance and become a lot more predictable. And that's where the promise-based income comes in for us. As I've been listening to you, I've heard you use promise-based income versus guaranteed income. How versus risk-based. Promise-based risk versus okay. risk-based. Can you help frame that? Because I feel like that's so powerful when talking with clients because you're setting, like you're really helping create like a visual. Right. So promise-based income, simply stated, has nothing to do with how my portfolio performs, Right. My social security income is going to come regardless of what the market does. My pension income is going to come regardless of what the market does. My fixed income from an annuity, my income rider, is going to come regardless of what the market does. So we use a very conservative growth factor when we put it into our presentation, so likely it will end up better. I mean, the illustrations are kind of, I mean, they're... We always tell people, look, this is probably not what's going to happen based on historical performance, but it's not going to be at the guarantee level. It's going to be somewhere in between. What we're illustrating is a very conservative. I think we use Deb as a three or four percent type of thing with the multiplier with it might be four and a half. So if you get three, you're getting a four and a half percent growth in your income. So those incomes, regardless of what happens with the market, are going to continue to come. Risk-based income is where performance is going to be if we're in drawing from a managed portfolio, whether it be a yield, whether it be a bridge and a spend down, whatever that situation might be, 
the final outcome is going to have a direct correlation to performance. Thank you. I just think those words in itself are so powerful when speaking to a client. So thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. You, uh, you know, Greg, one of the situations I run into, and probably, you know, maybe, maybe this is less of an issue post-2022, uh, but do you run into a lot of clients that have overweighted their equity position? Maybe, the, you know, I know you mentioned 60-40 portfolio, but what do you do if you run into somebody that's an 80-20 or 90-10 portfolio? Do you have the same conversation and, and talk about now repositioning some of the equities, or are you only ever focused on the bond portion? So, Yes and no, right? Because at the beginning part of it simply is, are they overweighted without knowing about it? So it starts with their risk tolerance. If they are out of line or out of sorts with their risk tolerance, remember, you're really talking to them about soon and later. So if they don't have a soon bucket and they identify soon to be more conservative, the, the conversation that you have, look, this looks really good when the market runs. And I'll start with, but look at the variance, right? Here's the difference. If you're 100% equity, your variance is going to be all over the map because you're going to be subject to the volatility. So this is if we're going to fund the soon bucket, this is how you graded. This is how we're going to set your initial thinking, right? So that becomes our baseline. So usually when you approach it from that standpoint, it, it resolves itself. Then it's about once we position the asset, right? We position it now for purpose. Now, what is the best tools to use? But you got to fundamentally have that conversation first because a lot of people are heavily equity weighted. And we just start off with here's why we have you allocated different than what your statements are saying, unless you want to have a conversation about your risk again. If your risk is 100% aggressive, we'll talk about it, but here's the variance and how predictable do you want your outcome? I think another note of it, and this kind of goes hand in hand with uh, when when people come into our office and Greg's talking to them about, um, you know, being paralyzed, is there's a term that we use in this office, now I forget, I'll probably create a, a riff in this one, who created either Greg or Deb, but it's the analogy of uh, what we like to give our clients is the permission to spend their money. And that basically also comes from having a higher liability of income. Yeah, I think Deb actually coined the phrase and I stole it because I've used it so many times, it's mine. Um, but it's like that conversation, right? It's like, hey, we want to give you permission to spend money. I mean, guys, you if you're not having that conversation with the client, I guarantee you, most people are afraid to spend money moving into retirement. They're paralyzed and they relate and they shake their head. And it says, I'm trying to find a way to give you the confidence and the permission to spend money, right? Because we want you to enjoy your retirement. I was just going to add um, that the whole idea of them being used to getting a paycheck and then that paycheck stops coming. So this can this can look like it and feel like it. And psychologically, as you mentioned earlier, they feel like they have permission to spend it if it feels more like a paycheck coming in. And, you know, as you know, Greg and everyone else on this Zoom, you know, articles have been written about the whole psychology of receiving that monthly income and having happier and more satisfying retirements um, with annuity or higher promise-based incomes. I think it's worth mentioning to you guys that we don't pigeon-toe the presentation, right? We're going to give them an all-managed scenario as well. You know, so you can go completely managed, but here's what the gap is with completely managed. Here's the, some of the things based on our priorities and concerns that we can address by staying 100% managed. 
And we'll still do a lot of bridge, but we'll typically use just a fixed rate annuity because, you know, we're doing the bridge spend down with it and it's no fee. It's simple. It's easy to explain. So it's not like we're completely in this arena alone. We do a lot of the bridge, but the, there's so much value typically in a conversation with especially a couple, right? Because one of the things that we'll find very typical, especially on the guy's side, right? You know, they, they're like, oh, well, if something happens to me, I got to make sure she's taken care of. Well, what if we can create an income stream that you both can enjoy today while you're living and it doesn't hurt taking care of her? Right. So we can still create that value. And then when you do that, I mean, it's really, really powerful for a lot of times that person that's worried about the spouse, because now they're finding a way that they can actually enjoy some of this without hurting what their main priority always was to take care of my spouse. So, Greg, I um for the first time in many, many, many years, I used to sell the income riders and got away from it to do the drawdown um, strategies with the FIAs. And uh, just recently, I showed both to the clients. I said, you, you could choose to have lifetime income or you can choose the drawdown strategy. And I had actually structured the lifetime income to replace his social security check because he's like 10 years older than she was. And, and then let them make the decision. And they unequivocally went for the lifetime income. They're like, why wouldn't we do that? It cost them $100,000 more in premium, but why wouldn't they take the lifetime income? So my mind has started to switch a little bit about, you know, using the FIAs that don't have any fees and substantiating kind of even the, you know, the, the small fees of 1% or one and a quarter percent uh, to get them lifetime income. So I'm, I'm glad that you brought this back up because it now just kind of validates the change in my thought process about how to position those. Use them Thank, thanks, Julie. And I think the key thing that you mentioned there, which is powerful, right, is it's, it's not just our thinking, you guys. It's what the client is thinking, right? What do they feel is going to create the most value for them? And if you're not discussing this and having these conversations with them, you're probably not optimizing how good they're going to feel, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, don't let your bias corrupt what you do. We all have biases. It's tough. But, you know, we always remind ourselves in the office, we got to present both. We got to present both. We got to present both. Give them two positive choices. And then, you know, there's been a lot of people that would never buy an annuity from me that own annuities from me. Because at the end of that conversation, like you said, Julie, we get that a lot. Well, why wouldn't I do this? Well, I said, and the answer is simple, right? The only reason you wouldn't do it is because you were not educated properly about the value it could bring. There's all kinds of annuities. What I'm doing is educating you from a planning position, not a sparkly ball. We're not looking for sparkly balls here. We're positioning assets for purpose. And once you purpose those assets, it's about what's the best way to get the most value. So that's where I think the biggest gap is, I tell them when it comes to an annuity conversation, is they've been sold as sparkly balls. We're not going to sell them that way. We're going to position them in the planning process. Awesome. Well, we are we are rapidly approaching the bottom of the hour. Greg, just wanted to say thank you for, for obviously joining us, sharing your wisdom, sharing your insight, obviously also to all of your team. Again, I just want to congratulate Hammer Financial Group as a whole for their amazing 2022 uh, I'm hoping 100 million's on the radar for you guys this year. It'd be uh, a big number to, to hit, I know, but but I think you could get there maybe. 
maybe. Yeah. Well, it's it's on the radar. We got a couple of advisors we're training right now in the backdrops, but uh, uh, all my advisors have committed to do uh, you know double what they did last year. Awesome. <laughs> what whether they knew it or not, they just found out, right? So, that, that's it. Uh, uh, everyone, again, thank you for joining us. Just two quick takeaways from today. Obviously, Greg Hammer is also available on the Mentor Connect platform. So if you have additional questions, um, you want to connect with, with Greg of how he's positioning uh, not only annuities, but but really you know how he runs his entire uh, planning process, uh, feel free to schedule a Mentor Connect call with Greg. Um, we also will dive a little bit deeper into the Allianz ABC on our annuity sales idea of the week this week. So look for that email tomorrow. Uh, we'll be walking through the illustration and just, just giving you some tips and uh, resources on how you can simplify presenting that to your clients. Uh, and finally, next week's topic is structuring your existing client meetings so you can uncover more opportunities. And our brief will be none other than our, our own Jason Smith. So uh, everyone have a fantastic week. Uh, and we'll see you next Thursday for Coffee Break. Same, same time, same bat channel. Interested in learning more about the topics discussed today? We want to know more about your challenges and priorities and how we can help build your custom roadmap to success. That's right, a custom roadmap built just for you. Schedule a free 20-minute consultation with one of our business development partners. Visit c2pe.info forward slash podcast to schedule a time that's good for you. That's c2pe.info forward slash podcast.